Hey, Momo, how many drivers do we have in today's race? Eh, uh, 23, sir. What? We need 24 drivers! You know what to do. Ah, uh, you know. Uh, send in the field filler. Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the bottom of the playlist as well as the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. The Pocono Doubleheader is in the books. We're going to go to Indianapolis next week, and I got to be honest with you, the racing was actually pretty good. The strategies were pretty exciting to watch. There was like four different strategies in the second race. First race and second race, we didn't have the same winner both times, even though we had the both the same competitors from both Saturday and Sunday. And of course, Rain plagued the entire weekend. Of course it did. Why wouldn't it? I mean, 8 out of 11 races so far have been plagued with rain. So why not just add another one just to screw with us just a little more? Just like, eh, 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 screw you, NASCAR. That's basically what Mother Nature did to us. I, I don't know what to say anymore. Let's just pray that Indianapolis is actually good weather. So far the weather says that the precipitation chance is 10%. Let's just hope we don't get all 10%. And let's just enjoy some good old-fashioned racing with no delays. But let's stop bitching about the weather. Let's look at these both races. I'm going to give you the final results for both Saturday and Sunday. Let's first start off with Saturday with the Pocono 325. Ah, yes, the good old Funkalicious music. We're going to actually have it twice this weekend because we all know the historic doubleheader, first time in NASCAR history, triple header on Sunday. Oh, my gosh, it was so crazy. You know, they, they played it all the time. If we were doing a drinking contest, we would have died from alcohol poisoning by how many times they referenced that. That and strategy. But let me give you the statistics for the first race. So there were six cautions for 21 laps, and there were 10 lead changes amongst eight drivers. It was a good race, but in the end, it was the number four of Kevin Harvick for Stuart Haas Racing, getting his third win of the season, leading 17 laps in the race. So congratulations to Kevin Harvick. He wins the first race at Pocono. Finishing second was the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Finishing third was the number 10 of Eric Amarola, who won stage two as well. Finishing fourth, the top rookie, number 95 of Christopher Bell. Rounding out the top five is the number 18 of Kyle Busch. Finishing sixth is his teammate, the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr. Finishing seventh, we have Stuart Hot Racing, number 14 of Clint Boyer. Finishing eighth, the number 34 of Michael McDowell. Great run by him. Finishing ninth was the number two of Brad Keselowski. And rounding up the top 10 was the number 17 of Chris Buescher. Finishing 11th is the number 42 of Matt Kenseth. Another impressive run, but finishes 12th is the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Finishing 13th is the number 21 of Matt Benedetto. Finishing 14th, we have the number 24 of William Byron. Finishing 15th is the number 6 of Ryan Newman. Finishing 16th, another rookie, the number 41 of Cole Custer. Finishing 17th is the number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Finishing 18th is the number 1 of Kurt Busch. Finishing 19th is the number 3 of Austin Dillon. And right out the top 20 is the number 
number 37 of Ryan Priest. Some noticeable drivers here in the back 20 is the number 48 of Jimmy Johnson finishing 21st. Chase Elliott in the number 9 finishing 25th. Alex Bowman also finished 27th. Tyler Reddick, a strong running rookie this year, finishes 30th after an accident that left his car damaged. The number 22 of Joey Logano gets a flat tire at near the end of the race. He finishes 36th. And Eric Jones, caught up in that accident with Tyler Reddick, is not able to continue. He finishes 38th. So that is your results for the first race at Pocono. Now, this one was pretty cut and dry. There wasn't really too many um, accidents per se. And it was not also not too many strategies. I mean, you can definitely tell that the 350 was more intense than the 325 because everyone was trying to stretch it out uh, for um, two stops. And Kevin Harvick was the one who nailed it perfectly. There was really only like three drivers that was really competing for this win. And it was Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, and Eric Amarola. I'm not going to lie. I did not see Eric Amarola uh, being a factor in this race at all. But he was on the pole position. And this track clearly showed that if you're in front, you're definitely going to have way more power and an advantage than the drivers in the back. And Eric Amarola straight up proved that. He got the start on the pole and he stayed near the front. I mean, second in stage one, first in stage two. Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin struggled at the beginning of the race, but they were able to find their car, find what they were looking for, and they were able to move up front. And people like Ryan Blaney started to move back a little bit and in the end ford was able to dominate i mean chevy and Toyota, mostly chevy actually uh their top finisher was matt kenseth in the number 42 and he finished 11th not one chevy cracked the top 10 it was definitely the ford and toyota show mostly the fords dominating this race so congratulations to kevin harvick on another win here in the 2020 season now let's move on to the second race that happened on sunday the pocono 350 What's that you say? More Funkalicious music? Another race during the weekend? It was also at Pocono with an hour and 20 minute delay and Bubba Wallace almost shit himself on the racetrack? Oh my gosh, let's get into it! Yes, so how they uh, set up this race was... Um uh, for the starting lineup per se is they inverted the top 20 so the guy who finished 20th which was Ryan Priest got to move up front however he changed his engine on his car so he had to start in the back as well as some other drivers including William Byron and Joey Logano uh, for this race there was actually eight cautions for 32 laps and we had 12 leaders or 12 lead changes amongst eight drivers it was a really interesting race a lot of different strategies but in the end it was Denny Hamlin's strategy as he was able to lead 49 laps in this race and claim his fourth win of the season congratulations to Denny Hamlin he wins race number two at Pocono finishing second was uh yesterday's winner the number four of Kevin Harvick finishing third a complete opposite day for the number 20 of Eric Jones he finishes third finishing fourth is the number nine of Chase Elliott finishing fifth we have Eric Amarola getting two top fives in the weekend finishing sixth is the number 21 of Matt DiBenedetto finishing seventh is the number 24 machine of William Byron finishing eighth is the number 14 of Clint Boyer finishing ninth is the number 88 of Alex Bowman and running out the top 10 was the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr. Finishing 11th, we have the number 2 of Brad Keselowski. Finishing 12th is the number 42 of Matt Kenseth. Finishing 13th, stage 1 winner, the number 1 of Kurt Busch. Finishing 14th is the number 3 of Austin Dillon. 
Finishing 15th is the number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Finishing 16th, we have the number 48 of Jimmy Johnson. Finishing 17th, the highest finishing rookie, actually, was the number 41 of Cole Custer. Finishing 18th, we have the number 6 of Ryan Newman. Finishing 19th is the number 38 of John Hunter Nemechek. And rounding up the top 20 was the number 43 of Bubba Wallace. Some noticeable drivers who finished in the back 20 was the number 22 of Joey Logano once again. Uh, had a speeding violation in pit road, so he had to go down again near the end of the race cost him dearly as well as chris busher kyle bush and christopher bell finishing in the back 35 due to accidents and tyler reddick losing his power steering within the first couple of laps he was not able to get that car 100 fixed he finishes 35th in this race and that's your final results for the pocono 350 now this race was a lot better than the first one and the reason why it was a lot better was like I said over and over over again, strategy, strategy, strategy. People were coming in taking two tires. Some guys were taking splash and go. Some guys were taking four tires. I thought Brad Keselowski had the best setup. Turns out he had the worst strategy as he finished 11th when he should have finished third or second. I mean, I think he went in while he was the leader. And it was a lot of fun. I couldn't tell who was going to win the race. And you know what? It wasn't that cars were super stretched out. And if cars were stretched out, at least they had like first and second on them. Or if they were stretched out, you knew they were coming to pit road. So you're mostly focusing on the second, third place cars. And I think that's what Pocono needs to be. I mean, it's not the most exciting race in the world. If anything, maybe a restrictor play race, but those turns are a little bit too uh, brutal to have restrictor plates on. So I say this is a very close second. And I'm pretty sure NASCAR fans um, really enjoy this because that's what makes NASCAR races great is the strategies. And so congratulations to Denny Hamlin. He was definitely the dominant guy this entire weekend, uh, second to probably Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick had a really good run. He was there near the front, the force to be reckoned with, and he said his car was even better in the second race. And I think this doubleheader was a real success. I mean, we didn't think we were going to see anything close to this when the 2020 season first started. Now we saw some Wednesday races, some Thursday races, so... I think a lot of people are enjoying that, but this double header was pretty nice. It, it was besides the weather. That's the only thing I got to complain about. The second race was the bloody weather. They need to get rid of that lightning clock. I know it's for safety. I know they shouldn't do it, but man, it just pisses me off when it's clear skies and there was a lightning strike 15 miles away. So they stop the clock for 30 minutes. And then when they get going, oh man, where did this rain come from? How about from that lightning strike? You could have started some laps, but... It is what it is. I say overall, it was a success for NASCAR for the doubleheader. Now, let's look at our picks and let's see who was the most dominant person in our fantasy league. Okay, so let's review our picks here. So what I have here is I got both the results from Saturday and Sunday as far as points go. And I'm going to include them both together for our top dogs, top 10 guys, the dark horses, and the drivers I told you probably not to go with. So here's the top dogs. Definitely the top guy was Kevin Harvick, finishing first and second. His first race, he got 44 points. And in the second race where he actually finished second, he got 47 points. So he scored you 91 points. And I really hope you used him. I used him for both races because I knew he was going to do great at Pocono. I didn't think he was going to do that good. But he did really, really well. 
Kyle Busch in the number 18, finishing 5th and 38th. Now, that wreck that happened to him was not his fault. Well, maybe it was. It was it was a bad spot, and it happens to be Garrett Smithley that screws him up and Ryan Blaney. I mean, Garrett Smithley and Kyle Busch have history together as far as Las Vegas goes. Remember when he ran into him there in the middle of turns 1 and 2 and then just ruined his car, so he just blamed it all on him? I, I don't I don't get that one. But in the first race, he did really good. He finished fifth with 42 points. And then the second race, finishing 38th and only got you three points. I was fortunate enough to put him only in for the first race, but I didn't include him in the second race. I'm kind of happy I did not do that. I did not predict that, but I was just feeling like, you know, there's probably going to be a race down the road where he'll do a little better. Third driver is the number two of Brad Keselowski. He did exactly what I expected him to do. Um... He got a 9th and an 11th with 31 and 42 points. I thought he would get you guys a little bit more with that. I mean, the first race, 31 points. I was hoping he would get you like 36 or 37. But he made it up for the second race as he was able to finish well in both the stages. So he got you guys 73 points if you used him for both races. I used him for both, so I was pretty happy on that. Martin Trex Jr., really the guy who was not mostly a factor, but he did really good in his stage points. He just got you guys 38 points on average, finished 6th and 10th. Um, never got bumped into the top 5, but he did well in the stages, so I don't think you guys are going to be mad with uh, 76 points. I, I wouldn't be mad with 76 points at all. And then Denny Hamlin, I almost did not include him in the top dogs list, and I would have felt very foolish him getting 2nd and 1st. Didn't really do too many points. I mean, he did still get you guys 78 points. I think the only person that did better than him was Kevin Harvick and two other drivers, which we'll talk about. Don't worry. We'll talk about them. And so, obviously, getting those wins as well. If you picked him as the winner, you got your additional bonus points there, which I did in the second race. So, that was good for me. But overall, I mean, who's going to complain about 38 points? I'm definitely not. And now let's move into the top 10 guys. Eric Jones, bad luck in the first race. That's his first uh, bad finish at Pocono. He only got his two points. But in the second race, he totally redeemed himself, finishing third, 34 points. No bonus points in the stages, but I mean 34 points. And if you use them for the first time, you're pretty happy about that. William Byron was actually a bit of a letdown, finishing 14th and 7th, 23 and 30 points. 53 points is okay, but I was expecting more of like the 60s or the 70s with the, both those races combined. And for him finishing in 14th and not really being a factor at all was very disappointing for me on that matter. Chase Elliott in the number 9 did horrible in the first race. Only got his 19 points, he finished 25th. But in the second race, got fourth with 33 points. So that's definitely also one of his worst finishes, not counting last year where he got into an accident. But, I mean, gosh, a 20, 25th, that, that hurt if you were relying on him to be a top 10 or if you used him up in that spot. Ryan Blaney did not really have a good run in the second race. He finished 22nd. It was mostly due to that collision with Kyle Busch, and he was on a completely different strategy. So the second race, he only got 22 points. But in the first race, even though he finished 12th, he still got people 40 points. So if you used him in the first race, you were pretty happy. The second race, eh, probably not too much because Ryan Blaney's absolutely great this year, and there's going to be plenty more races to use him where he's going to get you 40 or more points. And then Clint Boyer did exactly what I thought he would do. Maybe a tad bit better than I thought he would do. 7th and 8th, he was the most reliable top 10 guy out of everyone on here. He got you 59 points. I mean, Ryan Blaney did beat him with 62, 
But honestly, I would have been happier to have Clint Boyer in both races than Ryan Blaney in both races because you can use Ryan Blaney, like I said, in better races. Clint Boyer, this is actually usually what he does. So I'm pretty proud about that one. And as far as dark horses, here was the biggest loser, I think, in the entire weekend. Tyler Reddick got you no points, and I do apologize for that one. I mean, just no luck for him. 30th and 35th. He got you a combined nine points if you put him in. So that's an honest bummer, and it wasn't that he was having bad equipment or anything, just no luck. And Christopher Bell, um, really shocking dark horse in the first race, finishing fourth with 33 points. And then I thought he was going to do the same thing, and he was going to. He he looked like the next guy to win the race in second to, like, um, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick. But, again, got into an accident, finished 39th, got you nine points still for finishing 39th because he finished third in the first stage and Cole Custer he let me down really bad finishing 16th and 17th getting 21 points for both races I honestly expected more from him but you know what he hasn't been really running the best in the world so I mean that's that's an okay spot for him on a regular track but I think at Pocono I expected a little bit more Chris Buescher I had a hunch on him and somehow that hunch was kind of right because he finished 10th in the first race with 27 points so I mean if you went out on a hunch with him and tried to save your guys for the first race I I think you'd be happy with 27 points especially from Chris Buescher then the second race he also got into an accident messed up his back end got you five points so he was one of those guys the same with a lot of other people here did good in the first race did bad in the second race or vice versa And then Alex Bowman, I said he would probably do all right. He kind of made the mistake with Chase Elliott um, with the uh, pitch strategy on the first race, getting only 17 points. And then the second race, he redeemed himself with a top 10, getting 28 points. Um, I mean, 28 points is okay, but again, um, I don't think he would be too happy with a guy like Alex Bowman getting that. And then the guys I said do not go with, Joey Logano, he did not really do anything, 33 points, 36, 24th, bad luck, but... Hopefully you guys did not pick him. Jimmy Johnson, 21st, 16th. Pocono's not really the best race in the world for him. So probably a good idea to sit him out. Eric Amarola, I am sorry. I am really sorry about that one. He actually scored the most points out of anybody this weekend with 94 points, more than Kevin Harvick. And I thought he was going to be the 10th to 15th place finisher. I mean, he says this is one of his least favorite tracks, and he dominated. He absolutely dominated. Two top fives. I would keep an eye on him for Indianapolis now because he's on a hot streak. He's one of the hottest drivers right now as far as top fives, getting that going. And if you haven't used Eric Amarola at the beginning of the season, this would probably be the time to use him, especially at Indianapolis. I think that would be a great choice. I did not use him for either one, and I'm kind of kicking myself for it. And Matt Benedetto in the number 21, I did not think he was going to do good either, and he still got you 72 points if you use him for both races. I saw him in the first race, and I'm like, I'm moving him. Him over i did not use eric amarola at all but i used matthew Benedetto in the second race and i was pretty happy with the sixth place finish getting 38 points um so really good for matthew Benedetto. i i like seeing him do well um in these races right here and i like seeing him do good with that number 21 car i mean i'm not too surprised now that i think about it because ryan blaney did get a victory in that number 21 machine a couple years ago so good for him and then bubba wallace kind of did the thing that I thought he was going to do finished 22nd and 20th 31 points he, he looked good in the middle of the race but he also had problems with strategy and then 
uh, avoided a crash with the number 37 of Ryan Priest. He literally went down and all four tires got off the ground. It was the coolest thing I've seen in a long time. It's been a while since I've seen a car actually get off all four tires that didn't flip. And, you know, that when they got that radio, that was just perfect to hear that. It was it almost reminded me of Dukes of Hazard. That That's why people love Bubba Wallace. He's such a fun character. And even in that moment, he even said, can you guys give me a change of shorts, please? I, I may have messed them up as I was going through that turn. So <laughs> that was a pretty funny moment. But Pocono just wasn't the best for him. Hopefully he does a little better at Indianapolis. I'm going to have to look at his stats there. But that was really our picks as far as that went for those drivers. Now let's move on to see who was the best observer in this race between me, Mechanic Manny, and Crazy Corrado. All right, so let's go over the picks. So let's start with Mechanical Manny. Mechanical Manny, his six drivers were Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Kevin Harvick, William Byron, Jimmy Johnson, and Alex Bowman. Now, I didn't mention his picks in the Friday podcast, but he did turn them in in time before the Saturday race. So he didn't cheat. And I mean, if he was cheating, that was uh, not really good picks to go with a bunch of Henrik guys when they struggled in the first race. So those were his picks. Now, for Crazy Corrado, he also kept his the same. He had Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski, William Byron, and Eric Jones. And then I had for the first race, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Cole Custer, Eric Jones, and William Byron. So a little bit similar with all of us, but here was the final points for the first race. Finishing third with 162 points is Crazy Corrado, another bronze medal for you, my friend. Sorry, your picks are just a little bit off because you weren't too far off from us. It was just eight points from second place. But here's second place with 170 points. Vanilla Wafers. I was not able to secure a third win in a row, which means Mechanical Manny Mans with 177 points. He was able to win due to the fact that he did not have any of his drivers go out of the race. Vanilla Wafers, which is me, and Crazy Corrado both had Eric Jones in their picks, and he wrecked early, and that was the difference maker. So congratulations to Mechanical Manny. You win the first race. But here's the second one. Here's the second one. I was the only one who decided to change their roster. Crazy Corrado was thinking about changing his roster from Eric Jones to Christopher Bell, but he decided to change it at the last second, which is perfectly fine and actually worked out well for him. Mechanical Manny, he just said, Hell no, I'm keeping my picks. I won. Woohoo! Suck it, son. He, he's my dad, if people don't know. And then for me, I decided to make a big change. I decided to drop Colt Custer, William Byron, and Kyle Busch in favor for Matt Benedetto, Brad Keselowski, and Christopher Bell. I decided to do some big changes. I still left Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, and Eric Jones. I felt like they were still going to do really good. So, finishing third with 189 points was... Mechanical Manny, he went from first to worst. Not necessarily because finishing second tied with him was Crazy Corrado with 189 points. So Crazy Corrado, unfortunately, he locked himself in for the third place spot for the weekend. Hopefully, dude, my dude, you can get a second place or first. Nah, let's go with the second place. I want that first place. I'm a stingy bastard. I need to be number one since it's my podcast. But the only way I'm able to beat Mechanical Manny this weekend is if I only got 
eight more points than him. Was I able to do it with my roster of Harvick, DiBenedetto, Hamlin, Keselowski, Jones, Bell against his Hamlin, Blaney, Harvick, Byron, Johnson, Bowman? My final score to determine who won this weekend was 211 points. I annihilated these guys in the second race. I was so happy I made my changes. So their final scores was Crazy Corrado in third place with 351 points, Mechanical Manny with 366 points, and Ya Boy with 381. Still, Manny still got the first win on Saturday, but the second one, I mean, I clearly won. I clearly did a whole lot better. So did I win the weekend? I'm going to say yes. I'm just saying it was the same racetrack, and I was the only one who made changes. I asked them if they wanted to change, and they didn't. So I'm going to claim this win. I'm going to celebrate. I am going to push the collar up on my polos yes i wear a polo like a freaking boy scout and i'm just gonna strut my stuff around the complex i live in oh yeah another good weekend for me but that will conclude the pocono picks let's see how we do going to the brickyard 400. And that will conclude the last segment of today's episode. Before we go, I just want to let you guys know that next week's race is not going to be on Fox or Fox Sports 1. It's actually going to be on NBC because this was supposed to be the first race that NBC gets. It's the July 4th race. And so the contract still says that they're going to be hosting that race. But I think at Kentucky they're doing Fox Sports 1. We'll, 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 fo we'll focus on that next week. But for now, remember, to, if you are recording the race, make sure to record it on NBC. That's where it will be and also i might be doing a blog from now on I've, I've really gotten into nascar ever since i started doing this so maybe i'll do that if i do i'll let you guys know the link it's gonna be a little similar to this i'm just gonna be reporting my points and my picks and how other people's picks go so hopefully you guys have been really enjoying the pick segment according to the viewer count you guys definitely have so i'm really happy about that um i've always wanted to do something like that so thank you guys so much for the people who keep tuning in i love you guys you guys are honestly making one of my dreams come true even though it's really small right now just being able to speak out to people about nascar of all things nascar something i've loved to watch since i was six years old people want to listen to me and that is awesome i absolutely love that but thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Feel Filler Podcast.